And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm blown up over here. My name is Chad White. I'm your host. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. If you would forgive me, uh, audio listener, I'm trying to adjust the camera, one of the cameras over here. Uh, hopefully uh, it works. We're back on the futon, sitting here, sitting on the edge of the futon. There's a metal rod going between my crack. That was worth it. <laughs> that was worth it. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, here we are on a June 11th, Thursday. This is episode 158, 159. One of these, I don't know. I really wasn't paying attention. It's. Let me give you a good weather report. It's hot outside. It's hot, it's hot, it's hot. You may be saying, Chad, you're wearing long chino pants. Long. That's what pants are. They're long shorts. Uh, pants are long shorts. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm wearing pants and a button-up shirt because I just I, went, I just came back from work. I just walked in the door. All right, I guy still go to the office. That's it. That's all I wanted to get off my chest was that. So in office, what happened in my past week? Oh uh, well, you know, still dealing with the protests, still dealing with all that other stuff, um, still dealing with uh, depression. <laughs> it's not a joke. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, last Friday, I okay, I had this plan to buy Pokemon Sword, Sword, on my Nintendo Switch digitally. I said, you know what? I'd ra- I want to own it physically because that's what I do with my Pokemon games. I like to own them and look at the cases sometimes. And I said, you know what? I want to buy this game. I want to buy. It. I want to buy it digitally. Who cares? I want to drop the sixty dollars on it because those games never go on sale. So, I'm sitting down. This is Friday night at like. Maybe 9 p.m. And I've already been up all day. I'm about to go to bed. So I'm going to buy this game. I'll play it tomorrow morning. I'm looking through my wish list. It has, has like maybe 10, 15 Switch games on it. I, I do. I look at a Pokemon. and I'm, I'm scrolling through it, reading the information again, because I, it takes me forever to make a purchase. And then in between me going, me looking at this, and I truly mean it's like 30 seconds, me going looking at the Pokemon game on my Switch, and then me going to get my wallet where my credit cards live. Somehow, <laughs> I blacked out for 30 seconds and <laughs> switched over to Dragon Age uh, 11. Um, I believe that's what it's called. Dragon Age 11. Not Dragon Age. Excuse me. What's it called? What's the game? Dragon. Oh, shoot. I don't even know what game I, I have anymore. Dragon Age? It's not Dragon Age. It's... um. Dragon Quest, excuse me, Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, the uh, the 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 special, the the one that came out on Switch, Dragon Dragon Quest Eleven, Echoes of Elusive Elusive Age, that came out last year. And I go, and this is also on my wish list, so I'm not I'm not out of bounds or anything, and uh, and I accidentally purchased that game, <laughs> accidentally. Guess who doesn't take refunds? Nintendo, and so now I own. Dragon A, Dragon Quest Eleven. I can't even get it right. Dragon Quest Eleven S, Echoes of Elusive Age. Echoes of an Elusive Age. Now, here's the thing. I did want this game. I didn't want to spend $60 on it. Uh, also, there's a demo that's like 11 hours long, and I still had that downloaded to my Switch. I did not want to buy this game. I wanted to stress that. And then the next day, I bought Pokemon. <laughs> so, there we go. I dropped $120 on two games. One of them I wanted. 
Also, I bought uh, Persona 5 Royal. Uh, I've been on a game buying spree. I needed to treat myself. I've been uh, very down in the dumps, and I need something to distract me. Uh, that being said, I do have Xbox Game Pass. I don't know why I bought games. I should not have. <laughs> I should not have done that. Anyhoosers, so now I have three RPGs <laughs> that probably total like close to 250, 300 hours uh, if I complete everything, which I won't. I ju- it took me a year to beat Red Dead 2. I it's it's going to take me forever to beat these games. Uh, and I put in 94 hours to Red to uh, in Red Dead 2. And that's just the main story, doing the main story and the side quests. I did every I did I played every single mission in Red Dead including the strangers with the exception of the KKK mission. I have yet to find that. Um I'll stop talking about this. Let's get right into it. Uh the Flash is going to have a big change next season. So we knew that what is her name? Ruby Rose left Batwoman. We know that she's gonna. There's gonna be a different Batwoman. Uh, Kate Kane is not gone uh, from the. She's not dead as they typically would do, but she's just gone from the show. And there's gonna be a different person. Uh, and there may be another story to that, but who knows? We'll never hear. Maybe who knows? But now, the. F- oh, hold on. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. Let's see who left. Uh, the one, the woman who plays the shapeshifter. She left the show, uh, but we still got Constantine. As long as he stays on, I will continue watching. <laughs> Let's see what else. Arrow is dead. Uh, if you didn't watch Arrow, you're not missing much. She's dead. And Black Lightning still has all the actors because uh, it's very rare that there are black people in any of these shows. <laughs> So, here we are. The Flash coming at you in January 2021 without Elongated Man. Yes, Harley Sawyer fired from The Flash after racist, misogynist tweets re uh, surface. This comes from an exclusive from The Hollywood Reporter written by Rick Porter and uh, Leslie Goldberg. Two of the people I know. I don't know. So, there have been some bad, <laughs> some bad tweets that he tweeted not... Uh, and Twitter, Twitter is fairly young in terms of internet. It's like it started in like 2008, 2007, 2008, maybe even 2006. Uh, so it's still within like a 15 year gap of being a baby. It's a teenager. Harley Sawyer in 2012 <laughs> was tweeting some ghastly things. Uh, one of which I don't think is as bad as the others, but it doesn't, it's all bad. In 2014, he wrote, enjoyed a secret boob viewing at an audition today. <laughs> hey. uh, there's a lot of uh, tweets about assaulting women, and there are. I have read through most of them, and yeesh. I, I, and uh, oh boy, I was going to read one out loud, but this is a clean show, and I don't want to. Anyway, uh, he issued an apology on Instagram. And, you know, he, it was, it's, 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 you know, an apology that you will see that one will see on these, you know, it's, I, I am deeply regretful and sorry and, and the things, um, this comes at a time he's been on the show for maybe like three years or some, something like that. He started in, uh, 2017 as Ralph Dibney before he became elongated man. And now he's elongated man. He's part of the team 
And now he's off the team. And they were just introducing Sue Dibney, Sue Dibney who's going to be his wife. And in the Identity Crisis co- uh, comic, she was uh, ironically assaulted. And, uh, and, it, and it changed everything f- for... It just changed everything in, in DC Comics. Uh, so that would have been interesting to see Identity Crisis done. I don't think they would have you know, made her get assaulted by uh, Dr. Light. Uh, but, um, or night who, who, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, this comes a week after uh, Dick Wolf fired Craig Gore, who was a writer on the new law and order SVU spinoff that starring Christopher Maloney as Stabler reprising his role. He, uh, he sent out a, a pic. He didn't send out a picture. He put up a picture on Facebook of himself holding a gun while all the uh, protests were going on and people were, you know, starting to loot in LA and, uh, he said he's going to, quote unquote, light up looters if they came near his property. And uh, <laughs> that's bad. Uh, so especially, you know, at a time. Uh, well, that, that was uh, so this. So Hartley was fired last week. So this is like uh, the other guy got was fired. Craig Gore was fired slightly before Blackout Tuesday, which uh, was the uh, movement for um, Black Lives Matter on Instagram. Andy Hoosers. Listen, there's a, I think there was a, there's a podcast uh, called um, Still Processing on New York Times uh, that I do not listen to anymore because uh, it's not good, but <laughs> they took too long of breaks and then all, and then also it's, uh, it just became ungood. Uh, but there was one episode, there's a, there's a pack of two episodes that came out, two-parter episode where the hosts uh, who are who are black and queer uh, stepped aside and and let um, Asian people in the media uh, talk about what it's like being Asian in the media. And one guy, and I've mentioned this before, one guy I believe in the second part said, um, "We have to pick and choose." He said, and he didn't say it in so many words. But we have to pick and choose what we freak out at. Like uh, before, let's let's take this back to two years ago when this episode came out. But before. Um, you know, uh, he, it was, you know, it was during a time where, you know, if, uh, if you say Latino now, people would be like Latinx, <laughs> which come on. Um, uh, but even, but you know, you have to, you have to pick and choose is essentially what he was saying. And, uh, now, uh, you can't, you shouldn't say anything that hurts people. Um, not saying that Latino Latinx hurt people. Um, but uh, there's a point now, especially during a time when we're doing protests, when people should go, when people should septuple check that they're definitely not saying anything that is going to be uh, taken as uh, majorly offensive. And, uh, and, and saying that you're going to shoot some looters, very bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Working on a cop show saying you're going to shoot some looters. Very, very bad. Uh, so, also, you know, if you tweeted that stuff, come on, that wasn't even that wasn't even funny in two thousand. You know. All right, let's move on. Speaking of things being fired, Adam Rapaport of the Bon Appetit, editor in chief at Bon Appetit, had to step down from his duties. Uh, why is there a mobile version of this? Why, you may ask, you probably heard of the story. This comes from a Variety, written by Todd Spangler. He was in brownface. Uh, 
again, <laughs> this wasn't Peter Sellers' brown face when it was. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say acceptable without quotes when it's acceptable. He was in brownface in 2012, I believe. Something like that. 2013. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and uh, I'll put up a picture right here. I could just as easily add it in post, but I don't want to. Very clearly in brownface and uh, not good. <laughs> uh, this comes after he, they only, they, uh, and so anyway, uh, he, there was a, an editor for, an assistant editor, I guess, uh, Sola El Wally, uh, one of the chefs of the master kitchen. What? <laughs> of the, uh, of the test kitchen at Bon Appetit. She then came out, she saw this, uh, it was pointed out to her. Then she came out and just went on this whole blast about how Bon Appetit doesn't hire people of color. Uh, the people of color don't get paid for their YouTube work. Bon Appetit is the magazine for Conde Nast that, you know, talks about recipes and food. Um, but they do have a very popular YouTube channel that I would probably say surpasses the uh, the money made by the by the magazine it, itself, and they have these hosts. People love them. People probably spend too much time obsessing over them, but now it's kind of paying off that they obsess over them because all of the all of the chefs are saying they support their coworkers, and the chefs are mostly white. I would say maybe ninety eight percent white. There's <laughs> maybe two of them are. Uh, two were Indian. One used to be black, but she stopped appearing because she was not getting paid. It was reported that the white coworker, the white chefs, were paid for their appearances on the YouTube channel, whereas the brown chefs were not. Uh, one of them was uh, Hawa, I believe, and she is uh, f- from from Africa. I, I'm gonna see how she is. Hawa is from. Nope. I just looked up the wrong person. Uh, let's see. Hawa is from Hawa Hassan. I was right. She's from, she's Somalian. And uh, she made only three appearances on Bon Appetit. And, and uh, she was only paid $400 for her videos. And then uh, Sola has been, she made it known that she has been working for 15 years as a chef. So that means she has experience and she was, she's only been paid $50,000 for her work at a publication that is Condé Nast, mostly for rich people, <laughs> Architect Digest, uh, uh, the rest of the stuff. Uh, anyway, it's a very interesting thing that happened. I think you should read up on it because it was a, it was a saga. I think last Tuesday or something like that. It, this just, this all came about and then it just went downhill after that. The, uh, everybody said they weren't going to cook, uh, and do anything for the company and all that stuff. Listen, we'll take a break and we'll hop back right into this. We're going to get back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're back. All right. So, uh, where were we talking about? Sorry. I had to take a break. I knew the camera was going to shut off at some point. And when it's, it's an audio show and a video show, when it's an audio visual show, visual audio visio show, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Vizio, the television. So, where were we? So, all the, all the chefs said they weren't going to cook. Then Adam steps down. Then, we find out that the VP of video, who was in charge of all of the YouTube stuff, which includes Bon Appetit, he, his name is Matt Ducker, D-U-C-K-O-R, 
is gone after pay inequality allegations, which is what Solo brought up, uh, racist and homophobic tweets. And I read his stuff earlier today, and yikes, what do white people think they can get away with? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and he was, here, here we go. Here's, here's one of his tweets. Uh, this, this guy, who's the VP of video for Come to NAS, was. He said, uh, at Sam Sifton, are you in Harlem with the black people and Asian same-sex couples? Which is an observation, but it is a bad one nonetheless. Uh, he has stepped down. Uh, Adam Rappaport has stepped down. And what I would like to see happen is I don't want them... So what happened was Conde Nast, uh, after Solo blew this up, Conde Nast offered her 20000 more dollars uh, a raise, which she saw as insulting, which everyone says she is insulting. You should be paid what you're worth, what you earn, and not based on uh, someone guilting you. Uh, also, there was one point earlier this year at the 92nd and Y, Bon Appetit was featured uh, during a discussion, and Adam Rapoport, uh got um, Sola and another Indian uh, chef that works for Bon Appetit, uh, Indian American chef that got, that got them mixed up and, uh, it was not good. <laughs> Again, this guy goes, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> watch the video. It's a, it's a great discussion. Uh, you know, save for Adam stuff, but this guy turns and looks at, at, uh, a Priya and, and he goes, uh, okay, blah, blah, blah. All right. Sola. And she, and she's looking at him <laughs> and everybody's, just holding their breath. Uh, anyway, the, I will, but what, uh, like I was getting at earlier, what I would like to see them not do is just is hire someone of color, uh, a woman of color, as and in Adam's spot and in uh, Ducker's spot because they feel like they have to. I feel like they should just hire some or promote from within. Actually, uh, somebody who can do the job. I feel like the reaction to this, the gut reaction to this is, okay, we got to, let's hire uh, an an Asian American uh, woman. uh, And when I say Asian American, I mean like, you know, Indian as well. Let's just say Indian. (laughs) Let's let's hire an Indian, uh, Indian, uh, Indian woman to uh, be the, be the editor in chief. Uh, No, just put out your feelers, start hiring people of color. Uh, Don't just, Hire, see that now it makes it sound like I'm, I'm doing it like, okay, so there's a good way to do it and there's a bad way to do it. Go hire people of color. Don't do it just to, uh, just to fill that void. You know, be, be, be thoughtful about it. I mentioned this before, but Sam B for Full Frontal, they, when people sent in their writing packets, they didn't send in their names. They didn't send in uh, the previous jobs. Nothing that can say, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm uh, trans, I'm any of this. They just, they hire people based on their work and they happen to hire a lot of women there. So do that. <laughs> Not every job has that luxury, but just do something like that. Okay. So uh, continuing on with Adam Rapp, I I forgot about this uh, article from the New York Times written by Kim Severson. Amanda Shapiro is the interim editor. This is no, this is brand new. This is an update. Um, Amanda Shapiro is 
What? I don't see. Oh, she's 33 years old. Good for her being the interim editor. Okay. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, girl. That's only a couple years older than me. Look at you. Uh, I don't see a picture of her. So maybe if I just type in her name, it is hot in here. It is very hot. Uh, the air is set at 77. Her picture's not up here. Oh, she has a website. Here we go. Yeah, she's a woman. Of course, obviously, Chad, you moron. Uh, all right. Okay, good for her. <laughs> I don't know. Amanda could be a, 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 a guy's name. <sighs> so, uh, oh, that woman in uh, Adam Rappaport's um, photo was his wife. Yikes. <laughs> Please. Okay. So anyway, uh, there was a there was a point in this that I wanted to point out um, later on in the article. I just have to find it. That and I don't think Bon Appetit has uploaded anything in the past week. <laughs> they were on a roll. In fact, the day that it happened, I I watched one of their videos. And I don't watch I don't watch a lot of stuff on uh, uh, bon, from Bon Appetit Bon Appetit from Bon Appetit anymore. Um, uh, mostly for. Uh, because I just don't have the care, the capacity to do it. But they haven't uploaded something in a week. Be it happened, I believe, last Friday. So they haven't, or last Sun. Oh no, no, no! You know what? It happened. I found out about this on Monday because I don't check the internet often, and a friend and I were texting about it. Yeah, this happened. So they haven't uploaded anything in a week. <laughs> Everybody went on a strike. Uh, so there we go. And they're also using this thing called BIPOC, and uh, I believe it means Black Indigenous People, uh, Black comma Indigenous comma People of Color. I never knew that was a thing. I just say People of Color because uh, that includes everything. Uh, there is also Jiminy Christmas. Um, this is not the first time that uh, editors in this pandemic, particularly, have had to uh, be had to step down or set aside, um, be, had, had to step aside or had to be reined in. Uh, last week, employees of the New York Times widely criticized a decision by editors of the newspaper's op-ed page to publish an essay by Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas that called for a military response to quell civil unrest in American cities. A lot of the employees for New York Times, especially the black ones, were not happy. And then on Sunday... James Bennett, who was the editor of the uh, editorial editor of uh, of the op-ed page, uh, stepped down. He also had a bunch of issues before in the past, uh, and a lot of other New York Times personalities. Barry Weiss uh, has had uh, yeah, had some issues in the past. Um, Allison Roman, who whom you may know, uh, in recent uh, weeks has gotten in trouble for things that she said, uh, and then. Also including about Chrissy Teigen and uh, Marie Kondo. And then also including on Monday, an image of uh, Ms. Roman from 2008 appeared on Twitter. And some people said it was her as a parody of a woman from Mexican-American subculture known as a cholo. She has staunchly denied that it was not a, it was not a cholo. It was Annie Winehouse. It could go either way. I'm not here to judge on that because uh, truly people, I think people already kind of don't like her uh, from you know, from previous things. So I don't think that's in my wheel bag. It, it, she did kind of look like, I don't like I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say that. I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> with anybody. Like anybody listening to the show. 
All right, let's see. Uh, there was all for also for Bon Appetit, Adam Adam Rappaport, and this is why people were fine with him stepping down. But you know, beyond the uh, the the the, the solo thing, uh, earlier it was reported that he basically whitened up Bon Appetit. Conan Nassis had this, this culture of being a very white thing like they didn't they don't hire a lot of brown people and uh and Rappaport was not doing any he was he said he wanted to focus on diversity but there was never really any diversity going on um there was one one food editor who wanted to do some more I believe either Latino or some Asian heritage based foods and Rappaport was basically saying it's too it's not white, you know, uh, people won't like it. Uh, but then they, they put in, they published somebody's, you know, skin routine in, in the magazine. So yes, Alex Lau, an Asian American journalist who photographed many of the fat magazines, uh, top restaurant features recently resigned in part because of such issues. Uh, he said on Twitter that he would, that the white leadership refused to make changes that his BIPOC coworkers, which I've never heard BIPOC before, before Monday, never heard of it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Priya Krishna had, uh, was the, was the woman that he mistaked for Sola. Uh, so just a lot of, a lot of bad stuff. And also continuing on from that refinery 29, the editor, her, the editor over there had to step down as well. Uh, because of some also not good culture over there. She, Christine Barbrich, said uh, she had decided to leave after reading accounts by black women and other women of color who said they had faced discrimination at the company. Uh, this also comes from the New York Times, written by Katie Robertson. Uh, the writer... Ashley C. Ford was one of the former employees who described her experience on Twitter. Uh, in Twitter, one this is like the one time it's been really good. <laughs> Otherwise, it's crap. Uh, she says, uh, quote, I worked for at Refinery29 for less than nine months due to a toxic company culture where white women's egos ruled the nearest non-ex- uh, non-existent editorial processes. Uh, she wrote, one of the founders uh, consistently confused myself and one of our full-time front desk associates and pay disparity was atrocious, which I true I, I definitely believe. Uh, very lucky to work at a, a company that hires that since we're in Atlanta, there's a lot of a mix of everybody. Um, and you know, you can definitely see this uh, in any industry. It just doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be the publications or the news or the journalism, any or media industry. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. You can definitely see that everywhere. Um, note that, Vice Media bought Refinery29 uh, in October for $400 million. $400 million. Nancy Dubik, and also Disney has a little bit of money in Vice, but they did devalue them. <laughs> Nancy Dubik said in an email to the staffs of Vice and Refinery29 that the company would overhaul its hiring and retention practices to, quote, ensure equal opportunity and an inclusive culture. But it's it's... it's It sucks that this... It took a pandemic. It took... Uh, multiple, like, let's say in the past seven years, uh, it took seven years of police killing uh, black people for in order for for something like this to happen, for there to be some type of change at the companies. Uh, I, I texted this to a friend who had been who's been going to all the protests in Atlanta uh, 
for the past couple of weeks. I tested this to him earlier that uh, it's funny like how for for a lot for a lot of these uh, quite frankly white people, uh, mostly white women, but these white people. And I and I love dating white women. Like my favorite woman. I'll stop saying that. Um, but mostly these white people who will put on Instagram. Uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter, or the uh, or they'll support you know Black to Blackout Tuesday. Uh, but if you look through their posts, there's no brown people in their photos, and like at all. Like it can be them at the lake with their friends, or them at the bar with their friend. Like, it, but it won't. But none of their friends will be brown, and that's a big issue. You're just you're the you're you're uh, you're part of the problem. You're not you're not down with the culture, uh, which is also how I pick up women. I'm like, are you down? You're down with the culture. <laughs> Get up. Come on, get down with the culture. Come on. We're having fun. I'm going manic over here. So, uh, so you, you know, it, it takes, at this point, you can fire everybody. You can do, you can make these moves and do all this stuff. But really, it's the actions that come after the fact. There's a lot of companies uh, like Nike, like Ben and Jerry's, who will support the movements, but then they will donate the money. They'll J.J. Abrams, I believe, donated a hundred million. Disney, I believe, donated a hundred million. I think J.J. Abrams did something along those lines, uh, and his company, Bad Robot. Uh, Netflix has donated money. Like I just, just <laughs> say the words, but then also do the actions to it. And it, and it doesn't even have to be public. Um, which I think I was talking about this last week. Uh, famous people don't have to say anything. They can just do it. The weekend donated, I think, something like two hundred million dollars. No, that must be wrong. <laughs> That's gotta be wrong. <laughs> donate. Um, the weekend donated two hundred thousand dollars. This is on from a variety on on Monday. No, excuse me, five hundred thousand dollars to organizations that support Black Lives Matter. So did Drake. Drake did the same thing. Wow, holy crap! That's a it's a lot of money. Jeez. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, it's like they can, you can make the, uh, I believe John Cena donated a million dollars to uh, something uh, for Black Lives Matter. So it's, this goes beyond, you know, the media and it goes beyond the workplace. You got to be able to act. Um, so, yeah, and I know this is a, a comedy show about entertainment and business, but it, yes, it is an entertainment and business podcast. Now, Finally, before the camera shuts off on me, I want to talk about uh, the debate over objectivity, objectivity, <laughs> objectivity and journalism. Uh, this this is an episode of uh, the One A podcast, uh, as hosted by um, WAMU and Sasha Simmons. I believe that is her name, <laughs> Sasha Ann Simmons. <laughs> Please be right, because <laughs> if I'm not. <laughs> I will. Yep. Sasha Ann Simmons. I was right. Uh, no. Am I wrong? Yeah, I'm right. Nope, I'm wrong. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and it's and it kind of goes along these lines of can. Is it the, is it the job of journalists to remain objective by and by that? I mean, uh, to not have an opinion on the news or. Can you put in emotion in the news and still report the facts. Um, if we look at Fox news, it seems like you can't. Um, but it, there was, 
especially at this time, I think objectivity is kind of thrown out the window. I think you, you should, you should, you can be able, like a lot of people were commenting and, uh, it's a call in show. So a lot of people were commenting and saying that you, it is impossible and they need to just deliver the facts. Uh, but I, it's, you know, barring any op-eds, you know, Tom Cotton's sitting the, sending the troops. Um, you, it, it, I think it, it's highly, it's highly possible. I'm not gonna say I think, cause I am just, I, whatever. It, it is highly possible that, you that a reporter a journalist is can be able to report without having uh with with bias with biases well i wouldn't i wouldn't even call it bias i would just say that they're that they know the truth um like if something is bad something like sending in the troops to to uh protect police from (laughs) from uh protesters that's bad (laughs) uh when um a couple of weeks ago when the protest started uh, in Atlanta and, and I was watching the local news, which I never do because local news is trash. Uh, don't watch that garbage. Um, <laughs> but I hate local news. Uh, mostly because I, never mind. Anyways, uh, but they, uh, but one, one reporter for CBS 46 and here in Atlanta, she uh, started crying because she wasn't appreciative of what was happening. Uh, people getting hurt, you know, cops attacking the protesters, uh, people destroying downtown, uh, an area of town that's not touched by anybody. <laughs> like if you live downtown, what do you do when you're going to uh, the Chick-fil-A? <laughs> There's no good places downtown. <laughs> the Waffle House, the Ferris wheel for $20. <laughs> um, so it's highly possible to remain objective. Like uh, she was reporting the news and she was crying like that. That and it, but she was still reporting the news. That's the whole thing. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, listen, if you like what you heard here, <laughs> head on over to the website cpluscomedy.com where you can see interviews with your favorite comedians. Uh, if you want to see a video version of the show, go to youtube.com/slash cpluscomedy. See me in all my glory, sitting in a pink shirt and my green chinos. <laughs> it, also on uh, youtube.com/slash cpluscomedy is a show called News Time. It's like the Daily Show, except like, well, it's funny. It's like Full Frontal. The last seven minutes of Full Frontal. It's a I take I take a story and I dive right into it for as long as I can. This week's episode is about New York Times and Tom Cotton, and uh, and I go a little bit more in depth into that. Uh, and the cold open is a kind of like a uh, a Dear John letter or a love letter, I guess. I don't know. Dear John's opposite of love letter, but it's a, it's a letter uh, where I write to New York times. It's very funny. I thought it was a very funny thing. And, uh, I, I shoot my shot with Taylor Lorenz, who is an internet, internet culture reporter at the New York times, which is a real position. Uh, Taylor Lorenz, I've been following her career for uh, about two years now. She's a very attractive person. I just wanted to hit that. I mean, hit the, uh, I mean, not the, <laughs> I, I wanted to shoot my shot. I just wanted to hit that. All right, I got to go. Bye. I'm going to hang up now.